we have to generate that confidence on video, intentionally generate that confidence on video. And I think when we start to learn that skill, that's when it becomes a lot more comfortable. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan. You may not have known this about me, but my background was in video. I did a broadcast journalism degree, learned video production, have had some work in video, and then I went silent on it. And nowadays, tools are better, cameras are better, video marketing is king. And I wanted to bring in the expert to help us get better because we can learn and adapt and help our clients with video. There is such a need right now when it comes to reels, TikToks, video sales letters, VSLs. There's so many opportunities to use video to convert your clients' followers into paying customers. And I want to make you the ultimate indispensable marketing unicorn. And I want to encourage you to play with different services and find what's right. And the truth is video is rampant right now. It is very important. And it's something that you can charge premium for. If you can master the art of storytelling within video, you'll make your clients shine and you can charge primo bucks. Now, my guest today is Milan Kavaleski. He is a friend of mine. I actually met up with him a year ago in New York and had drinks with him. He's so much fun, but he's so professional. Go check him out. His video quality is insane. Milan is a marketing consultant and strategist from New York City. And for the past 10 years, he has helped some of the top cosmetic doctors elevate their online marketing presence. He helps other entrepreneurs and service providers take their business to the next level with smart design, sound advice, and creative video. And he's a pro at this. He's found his niche. I find it so fascinating how freelancers find their market. And he does video marketing with plastic surgeons in New York. I know it's ultra specific, but it's a niche and a clientele he can serve really well. And he lives in New York. It's the perfect match. Today, Milan is going to help us help our clients. And all of this is meta. It all applies to you, your business, and how you can show up. But we want to help our clients be more confident on camera. In truth, they need some guidance. They need some pep talks. And we also need to help them structure their video content. So Milan's going to go over that step by step. And make sure you download his bonus freebie, 21 Ideas on How to Leverage a Video in Your Business Marketing. All right, let's jump in. Hey, welcome to the show, Milan. I'm so excited to have you here talking about video marketing. This is such an integral part of what my digital marketing assistants are helping their clients do. Will you tell everyone hello and give us a little background about you and your business? Yeah, absolutely. Number one, Emily, thank you so much for having me on on your show. I feel like we've known each other now for quite a while. And so I feel like it's full circle coming back here. But as you know, my name is Milan and I live in New York City. I'm a marketing consultant and strategist. And I've always had a passion for marketing. But I got to tell you, when I first started my adulting job, we'll call it that, right out of college, I was in this tech company that I really 
I just wasn't jiving with the culture and I, I didn't feel like I was advancing in my career. Fast forward two years later, I get laid off and it was kind of like one of those double-edged swords. Like you're excited to get out of there, but at the same time, you're like, uh, what now? You know? And so I had a friend of mine who worked for a plastic surgeon here in New York City, and I'd always been interested in beauty marketing. So I thought to myself, all right, let me try this out. Let's see where this goes. And not to mention, this is like the top plastic surgeon here in New York. So I thought, okay, marketing, this is going to be simple, right? You want to see the best? Come over here. I got them for you. You know, how much easier does it get? So I am super excited on my first day, a little pep in my step, walking down Park Avenue with my Starbucks coffee in my hand. And I go through these beautiful glass doors of this office building, get out of uh, of the elevator. And what do I see across the hall from him? But another plastic surgeon who just happens to be marketing himself as being the best. And I quickly realized that if you were to draw a one-mile radius around this guy's office, you would find dozens of plastic surgeons, all of whom are saying that they're the best. It made me pause and think for a second, why would someone go to this guy when they have all these other options available? And that's when I realized it's not enough to say you're the best. You have to show it. So we did a little video shoot and photo shoot for the doctor and, you know, splattered this across all of his marketing, his website, brochures. At this time, Facebook was like in its infancy. So that really wasn't an option, you know? And within a matter of months, we doubled his business. And so as I continued to grow, I probably was in a very similar uh, situation as a lot of your listeners are freelancing at the moment. As I continued to grow and pick up new clients along the way, I took the same process and replicated that. And today I call this concept of developing your signature promise, being able to verbally and visually articulate who you are, how you can help, and how you're different than your peers. And when you can go out there and sprinkle that, almost like little cupcake sprinkles, all across your marketing channels, that's when you really start to stand out. And that's when you start to attract the types of clients you want to be serving and grow your business. Oh my gosh, this is such a fun story, but I have to take you back one step. Do I love the pivot story of how people transition into the online space. How did you even get this first client? Like, I mean, you said he was the best of the best too. Like, what did you do to get him to work with you? Yeah. So that was just really word of mouth through okay. one of my friends. And, you know, here it's a small industry, the, the plastic surgeons, <laughs> as many as there are in that one mile radius, everyone kind of really knows each other, you know? So it really started through word of mouth. Okay. But over the years, I had to learn how to attract the types of clients I wanted to serve because, you know, really with word of mouth, which is great, don't get me wrong, but you're relying on someone else to grow your business. And that's something that we all have to break out of at some point. Oh my gosh. Especially as the freelancers listening to that too. So, okay. Thanks for that. And then you're having to apply your own, you know, sprinkling in of how are you unique and how are you different in your own marketing? So everything we're talking today is very meta. And the reason I was excited to talk to you is this whole video aspect. Like we see video as king. I follow the makeup artist. I follow the plastic surgeon in LA and I watch her filler videos and Video is so important. And I wondered if you could speak on that a little bit and how the landscape is changing. And, I, you know, my listeners are already game and they know it. I mean, if anything, they're trying to figure out how to get their clients to do it, how to incorporate this as a service. But yeah, give us insights to like 
how Instagram has changed and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head right there, which is that we all kind of know the importance of video in our marketing. I mean, you go in any corner of the internet and you lift up a rock and what's there, but there's a video playing at you, you know? But here's the thing. Just because you're creating video for your business doesn't mean those videos are working for your business. And so I want your listeners to think about the last time they were at the supermarket. I think this is a great way of illustrating my point. So, you know, you're at the supermarket, you have all your groceries in your cart, your fruits, vegetables, your meats, et cetera. Now you're ready to check out and you're waiting in line and there's this long shelf filled with dozens and dozens of different packages of gum and mint. And you decide almost in a heartbeat, all right, let me add that to my cart. Most of us are doing this subconsciously. And if we're not doing it subconsciously, it's taking a matter of seconds before we make this decision. But when prospects are landing on your your listeners' website, their social media platforms for the first time, they're discovering them for the first time, they are not making that instantaneous purchase. They're not picking up the phone and calling them immediately, right? There's a gap, a length of time it takes to build up to that. So why is it that when we're buying a pack of gum or mints, it happens almost instantaneously, but then when it comes to our services, it's much longer? And the reason is because they haven't trusted you yet. And I know what I'm about to say is well-known and probably well-overplayed, but it is an integral academic marketing principle, which is the know, like, and trust factor. You need to be able to know who you are first, like what you have to say, and trust that you're the right fit for them before your prospective clients are going to reach out to you. And video builds trust faster than any other marketing medium out there, which is why it is such an integral and important component into your marketing. Why do you think that is? I used to be a newspaper editor and I used to have a role like we need two eyeballs, like no more sides of heads. Like people more likely trust eyeballs and we're more attracted to two eyeballs. Is it the same principle in video marketing or what is it about it that speeds up this buyer's awareness journey and warms buyers up? I mean, I think when you think about just from like a scientific perspective, right, all of our facial muscles and, and your eyes that you had just mentioned before, it's very hard to lie or to, you know, fib when you're talking one-on-one. There's all of these nonverbal communication cues that people are, are having where you really can just cut through the BS very quickly, to be frank, you know, whereas yeah. with text or even just photos, like it's just not the same. You're not getting that same impression. Whereas, you know, when we're talking one-on-one, those nonverbal cues are what moves the relationship faster. You're right. It's kind of like a vibe check. I can hire a copywriter. I can hire a designer, but when you're seeing me on video, you're either like, yes or no. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So this is so fascinating. And for those of you listening video, we're not just talking about, you know, reels on Instagram. We use video in marketing and help me think of some other places, but the most common live streams, right? Yeah, VSL on the sales page, the video sales letter is really important. That uh, video on the checkout page, also testimonials. You talked about the live streams as well. Is there anything else? Oh, I mean, we can look for video in all different places. For my one-on-one clients, for example, one of the things that I love to do after someone has submitted an inquiry on their contact page, instead of just sending an email, instead of just having some text on the confirmation page, why not have a thank you video? I mean, that's so much more personal. It really gets you more excited than, oh, thank you. We're going to contact you soon. No, have a beautiful video with you smiling on there saying what you want to say. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. Every thank you page. I just wrote down in my notes, funnel videos. Duh. I know this. I make gifts. I make thank you pages all the time, but there's something innate with human nature. Videos are a lot of work. And I know you get this a lot. Like people don't want to put themselves out there. So what do you say to someone who's just scared to do it and scared to be the face of their business? And a lot of us are dealing with clients that Um, And I say, if they're not willing to do photos and video, like you need to move on this day and age, that is not the client long-term to align with. But I know I just threw a lot at you. How can we, you know, kind of convince our clients to do this and feel good about being on camera? Yeah, this is where it gets a little tricky. It's a big, Uh, it was a big question. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, it, it needs to be asked. Right. And here's what I, I think is the best piece of news. This is whether you're creating video for yourself or whether you're doing it for your clients. Video is a skill and skills can be learned. And I think when we go in it from that perspective, it really helps to take these fears away. And I think when people say, for example, I'm just not good on video, this is something I hear quite often, actually. And (laughs) especially in in the heat of the moment of frustration, right? This happens quite often. People say, I'm not good on video. What I'm really hearing them say is, I'm not confident on camera. And I think when you're just starting out, this is very common, right? Because we're used to talking to someone face-to-face. What we were talking about, looking at their nonverbal facial features. Right now, I'm looking at a lens, which is very different than if I'm looking at Emily one-on-one, right? And so that in of itself is a skill that needs to be learned. Now, nobody teaches this in school. I mean, unless you're delivering the evening news, are you going to learn how to speak on a lens? Which is why I say that video is a skill. But Here's the thing, just because you're screwing up in the beginning of it, or it takes a few takes before you get into your groove, or you're feeling uncomfortable, or or you're not feeling confident, this applies to whether you're doing it or if your clients are doing this, it doesn't mean something has gone wrong. It just means you're learning how to be confident on video. And the best piece of advice I can give anyone when it comes to being more confident on video is that confidence just doesn't come from the ethos. It doesn't come from the universe and gets absorbed through your pores and whatnot, right? We have to generate that confidence on video, intentionally generate that confidence on video. And I think when we start to learn that skill, that's when it becomes a lot more comfortable. Oh my gosh. So I'm thinking of Amy Porterfield. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, I've been watching her, you know, she's always been very vocal about how she was uncomfortable with video and yep. I've been watching her grow her TikTok, and it is amazing. The transformation I've seen her do. And this is coming from an eight figure business owner who has all of the teammates in the world, all the money in the world. And even to see her struggle with it was, <laughs> it was so relieving for me. Right. And, yeah. and, and I've seen her get better. And so this is this kind of lesson in marketing is, You've got to start and you've got to start a little bit messy. And my first videos, my first everything was kind of like, you know, our friend Heather Sager says like the shitty first draft, you know, the bad first draft. And I had an opportunity. I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, Sean Kennel, Kennel, I always say his name wrong. Do you know his name? Uh, no, uh, he's, he's a YouTube guy. I asked him, I'm like, I have this client who wants to grow on YouTube and she's just like stuck in perfectionism. I mean, and she was a house flipper, like everything she did was gorgeous. 
I was like, what do I tell her? What do I tell her? Cause I know the algorithm needs a video every week and she's just stuck. And he's like, just get her to start. It's more important that she starts and that she's doing it. Like it's okay when not that many people are watching you, right? Like you're not at this level where you have thousands and thousands of subscribers and it matters, you know, it's a little bit more vulnerable because more people are noticing. So I thought that was really good advice. And that's what I hear you saying too, is get on and practice. So how, what do you suggest with practicing? Because I know your videos are everywhere. I see you TikTok. I see you Instagram. I see the beautiful (laughs) videos you create for clients. Like where do we start with this or tell our clients to start? Yeah. So, so I want to actually just touch upon something you okay. said real quick before, because I think this is super, super important. Okay. I think when we're first starting in particular, and this goes for anything new, but in terms of videos we're talking about, we have a tendency to look in our past, right? We look in our past for evidence. Are we going to do good on creating this video? Well, we look in our past and we're like, well, wait a minute, we don't have the evidence to, right? And thus we get stuck in our head automatically before we've even hit that record button, we're already preparing to fail. Whereas what I want to encourage your listeners to do is to look into the future. But what if you nailed it on this video? What if you did really good when you hit this record button for the first time? Spend some time thinking about that before we we actually get started. And the other thing that just sort of popped in my head when you were talking about this, you know, I think I told you this when we had dinner that one night in, in New yeah. York. My partner Chris has a has a hair salon here in New York. And back in 2020, when everything was, you know, shutting down and whatnot, it was very emotional, as I know it was for a lot of people who who have businesses and, and had to hit that pause button. And for him and his business partner, you know, they had been building this thing up for a good three and a half years. And and it took a hot minute before he could get his head into the right space. And I gave him that time. But after about a week, week and a half, I said, listen, (laughs) we got to get out of this pity party at this moment because just because your salon is closed does not mean that men and women are not having the problem of a bad haircut, a bad hair day. You know, I said, you need to go on camera and you need to speak to your clients to show them that you're still here, that things are still going on, you know? And so I gave him some, you know, loose outline of what he should say, yada, yada. Uh, I even volunteered. Okay. Look how great I am. I even volunteered to go there and film the whole thing with him. But he said, Oh, no, no, no. I got this. I got this. I said, Okay. So a uh, few hours go by and I get this phone call. I'm like, Oh, how is it going? He says to me, I hate this. I can't do this. I've been recording 45 times and I can't get past sentence number two. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. And this is so common. So when we're talking about getting started, this is what story sort of popped in my head. This is so common for us. We hit that start button. We record. We fumble over our second sentence. We go back to the beginning. We fumble again, back to the, come again. This becomes a cycle, a never ending cycle. And the problem with doing this is we are training our brain to make that mistake when we're perpetually going over and over and over again. So when it comes to getting started with video, one of the tips that I want to recommend everyone do, this is an exercise that I go on with my clients and and with one of the, the free resources we were talking about in your podcast, is an exercise called pause with purpose. And what I recommend clients do is that we divide the video into sections. And when you're just getting started, you might have five or 10 sections. That's okay. But as you get better, you're going to have smaller and smaller sections, right? 
or smaller number of sections, I should say. So we divide our video into sections. Let's just say as an example, it's your intro, your body, your outro, just a simple example, right? We want you to record your video from the very beginning of that intro to the very end without stopping. Even if you screw up, remember, you can always go back and hit that record button. And the reason this is such a powerful exercise is because by the time you get to the third or the fourth take, you're going to notice you're already almost there. Like you're pretty much there. I do this all the time myself. In fact, I'll do a third or a fourth, or even sometimes I'll like, I'll get caught in my own head and I'll do a fifth and I'll go back and listen after the third take. They all sound the same. I'm pretty (laughs) much at that level, at that level. But this exercise alone will really expedite how quickly you can produce videos, how efficiently you can produce your videos. Okay. That makes total sense. I'm just thinking of my own um, learning curve when it comes to TikToks and two camera videos in my course. And you're right. It's so easy to get stuck and then get stuck. So I love that method. And you brought up your freebie. Let's go ahead and talk about that. You have a series of exercises for us. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a free masterclass called the Polish Up Your On Camera Confidence Class. It's a little tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, it's it's three videos. Uh, one of the with with some different exercises, where we go over the pause with purpose exercise, and then how to structure your videos. I have some examples of what that could look like as well, and a PDF with twenty one unique ideas on how to leverage video in your business. And what I love about this PDF is that you know so many times it's like where do we even begin what types of videos should we be creating in the first place it's almost like that new word document that you open up you're like okay what do i type now (laughs) when you're just getting started so this is really a, a bunch of different ideas five of them that i consider my core videos these are categories of videos that your clients or your prospects want you to be creating. This is information they want to learn from you in order to move the needle forward and and grow their business. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. It sounds like that freebie will help us, A, with our own business, with what to say and getting better with speaking, but it might be something that our clients need too. So I encourage everyone to grab this Polish Up Your Confidence. The link is below in the show notes. I have a very simple link, milanmarketingmedia.com forward slash unicorn in, what's the word? Now I have a duck twister. In <laughs> remembrance of the unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> milanmarketingandmedia.com slash unicorn. You can go grab that for yourself. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that because I know this is such a challenge. So many of our freelancers, especially from my community, are the introverts. We want to be behind the scenes, but we know as we learn more and more about marketing, how important this is. So thank you. I think that will help them move forward and get that practice out of them. And I mean, I always need this. Like I'm like always evolving. I mean, Milan and I met in a group for people, entrepreneurs who are trying to become better speakers. So it's just something we need to invest in and get better at. And I really encourage all of you to grab that. Okay, let's just take a moment here. It's impossible to get referrals without putting yourself out there all the time. It's really difficult to have a community when you're doing the work by yourself. It's also hard to stay up to date when you're just one person and digital marketing trends, platforms, technology, and strategies change all of the time. And it's no fun having to do lead generation for your business when you'd rather be doing billable hours. So I have a solution for you. Come join my digital marketing work group. 
It's a tight community of freelancers, virtual assistants, digital marketing specialists who are all up-leveling in their skills, getting advanced trainings, applying for my job ops, and becoming digital marketing specialists and managers and strategists. This is an online referral community for both skilled and up-and-coming digital marketing service pros and virtual assistants. We've shared over 800 jobs with our community. We'd love to have you too. If you need client work, if you need a squad behind you, if you need help raising your prices, promoting yourself to the next level, this is the place to be. You can apply for the work group with the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Back to the show. So one of the big words in video marketing right now is hook. Everyone's talking about a hook and how you get people to watch the video. And do you have any advice for us structuring our videos? Yes, absolutely. So let's take a step back just for a second, because I I do want to answer this and then you'll hear how I (laughs) can get up to this point here. But the first thing, before we even decide what our hook is, the first step when it comes to creating our video content, or how I like to look at it personally, is to select what it is that we're going to talk about. And there are five core things that I typically recommend, and this is in the PDF as well, that I typically recommend clients to look at. One is process videos, service videos, like service explaining your process, right? Or or explaining your service. So process videos, service videos, promotional videos, FAQ videos, and comparison videos. Those are really the five core types of videos that your followers want to hear from you in order to move the needle forward and to do business with you. So let's take an example and I'll explain how this relates to the hook, right? Let's take an example of an FAQ video. Very, very common, very easy to do. Step two, after we've decided what it is that we want to be talking about is to choose one of those is to write down a question, right? And I think like this can be, this in and of itself, it sounds very simple. And yet at the same time, we come back to the thing, well, what does my audience want to hear from me? What do my followers want to hear from me? And so what I recommend clients do is to think of five to 10 questions. In this case, we're talking about FAQs, five to 10 frequently asked questions you get asked over and over and over again, and simply to write them down. Now, if you don't know, or if you're having a little brain funk at this moment and you're still not sure, there's so many resources that you can go to. We can go to Google and type in this common question to get different variations. You can look in YouTube videos. One of my favorite resources is I'll go to a competitor or peer of mine. I'll look at what videos they're doing on YouTube. And there's a specific way where you can actually filter the videos and you can look at most watched mm-hmm. instead of the newest videos. And I think that is a great indication to see what their followers are resonating with and to get ideas from there. You can look at different podcast episodes, micro websites like Reddit, for example. It's a great micro website where you can get tons of different ideas, right? Here's what I want to drill in when it comes to the second step of what the question is. Okay. The quality of your question is what will determine the quality of your answer. So I'll give you an example of why I think as basic as it sounds is to ask a question really does make a difference. Oftentimes I get asked the question, not oftentimes, nearly every single time when I'm working with a client and we're talking about creating a social media package, how do I get more followers? That's all they want is more followers. And I have to remind them 
That is not the question you want to be asking. You want to be asking, how can I increase my visibility? Now, those are very similar questions, but the answer to them is going to be very, very different. So the quality of the question that you're asking is going to determine the quality of your answer. So that's why you like to spend a lot of time thinking about what those questions are. Now, getting back to the hook. So there are five ingredients when it comes to structuring your video content. We're talking about your hook, your problem, agitating the problem, the solution, and your call to action. Now, that's a lot of ingredients, as you can you can imagine. So we're not going to have time to go into each and every single one. But I want to spend some time on the hook, which is something that you were asking before, because I think this is extremely important. Now, a lot of people talk about the hook as being we need to hook people's attention immediately when you're watching your videos. And this is absolutely true. But if you want to go a step further, a little bit more of an advanced technique, I don't like to just hook people's attention. I like to create what's called a curiosity gap. And a curiosity gap is a statement where there is a gap between what your followers know and what they want to know. And when you induce that curiosity, that in and of itself is a hook, but it keeps people you know, moving forward, it keeps people interested in what you have to say. When we were talking about creating a title for your podcast episode today, you know, I had given you some examples of what we could call this, whether you run with it or not, but I, I want to give this an, as an example right now to sort of illustrate what a curiosity gap could look like. Now, this is in the sense of a headline. You'll see this a lot with tabloids, for example, their curiosity gaps are formatted in the sense of a headline, but this applies to your, your videos as well. So for example, one of the headlines, subject lines we discussed was the Instagram you knew is gone. A steady shift in video requires a new strategy. So why that is a curiosity gap is because we know all of us that Instagram is pushing us to do more video. And now I'm saying to you as a result, it requires a new strategy. So the curiosity comes in, into play as to, ooh, what is that new strategy, right? Another yeah. one we spoke about was how to be a part of the 86% of businesses that successfully use video to generate new leads. So again, the idea is, oh, okay, now you're telling me, I know 86% of the businesses are using video successfully to get new leads and they're successful at it. But if I'm not successful at it, where's the gap? What's missing there? I, I want to be, I'm curious as to knowing more. So yeah, I want to be at that table with those same people too. I want to do what they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we're just getting started, if we just think about it from the perspective of how can we hook people's attention, that's a great way of, of getting the ball rolling. But then I want you to really start thinking, how can we create more curiosity? How can we create that curiosity gap to really get people interested and invested in what we're going to be saying on that video? Okay. And that kind of comes back to your original thing that was the question matters, the quality of the question matters, because that can help create that gap. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. I love that. And I love how relevant this is today with all of the video marketing that our clients are supposed to do. And I feel like there is such 
a opportunity right now for any freelancer to help their clients move into this space and show up better. And so I love these tips because you hit it on the head. It's not just producing some crappy videos to produce it. We actually want it to convert. We actually want the purpose. We want the call to action and all of that. So I encourage you to grab Milan's freebie, the polish up your confidence on video. I'll say this, one of the the philosophies that I try to instill, you know, and, and this goes great for anyone who's uncomfortable with creating dancing videos, especially Instagram reels, lip syncing videos for Instagram reels. There is a place for that. Don't get me wrong. It's very entertaining. That in of itself is something that sort of grab people's attention. And I would recommend people, if you can do that, then absolutely full steam ahead. But if you're like myself, where you feel a little bit uncomfortable with doing it, these types of videos are going to be creating videos for your business, not for the platform, but you can then distribute across the platform. So it's a different way of thinking about how you can show up on some of these other verticals. Oh, I like that. I like that. So do you have any like favorite tech platforms you want to share with us? Because I love knowing what other what other marketers are using. Sure. So I personally use Adobe Premiere Pro, which is a little bit of an advanced editing software. Now, I wanted to learn this on my own because at the time I didn't have any money to buy a new software. <laughs> Everything else was hundreds of dollars. And I had I had to use Photoshop and some of the other platforms regardless. So it just made sense. So I said, all right, I'm just going to learn this way. But they have another one called Adobe Rush, which is more of their like essential components. And I really recommend people start with that as, as their go-to editing app. There, there's a ton out there, so don't get yeah. me wrong. <laughs> um, but I personally like that one only because it's the essentials that you can then upgrade to some of the more advanced techniques. I love that you talked about creating videos for your business instead of just that platform. So do you have any favorite tools you use for being able to repurpose the content across platforms or any just anything like that? Yeah, well, this tool alone is going to allow you to do that. You know, when it comes to repurposing, I think this is how I like to approach repurposing. I like to think about creating uh, longer format types of videos. So we were talking about this before we hit record, talking about how we are recording our podcast episodes and putting it out there on YouTube and, and slicing it up. That's really all of my videos I put out. I rarely record a video just for the sake of recording a video. I spend 20 minutes where I'm creating my podcast episode for that week. I record myself and all of my video content is repurposed. It's just sliced in smaller bite-sized pieces. So if you hear three of those videos during the week, it's essentially three chunks of that podcast. So whether you're creating a YouTube video, whether you have your own podcast, whether you're doing live streaming, I think when it comes to repurposing, the best advice is to create those longer format pieces of content intentionally, and then uh, <laughs> I was gonna say bite them up and <laughs> slice them up into bite-sized pieces. Okay, I I personally I've used a couple of repurposing tools, and they've always been very limiting and very frustrating because I need to be able to actually edit, not just grab like a 60 second chunk, you know? So I feel like that human element of somebody with a brain who's able to put the story together and 
cut out, you know, erroneous words and sentences like for those repurposed clips is really important, but I'm still on the hunt for the perfect solution, which is kind of why I asked you, but I shouldn't be surprised the video editor just DIYs it and makes it amazing. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I don't think there's a perfect solution. The, the oh. perfect solution is what you have right now that you're able to make work. I, I'm a huge advocate of continuing education. So I'm always trying to take my business to the next level, take my skills to the next level. And so perfection, it just, it, it just doesn't exist. You know, we gotta, we gotta work with what we have right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Amen. Okay. This was so fun. Can you tell everyone, are you taking clients? Who do you work with? How can we best support you? And where can we reach out to you at? Yeah, absolutely. My website, MilanMarketingAndMedia.com and all of my handles, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, it's all at Milan Marketing and Media. Very simplified. So yeah, come on over. We'd love to hear from you. I also, just like Emily, have a, a podcast. So the Online Marketing and Media Podcast, which is not just about video, but social media and developing your strategy and all those good things. So you can always find me there weekly as well. Yes. Go connect with Milan. Learn more about video marketing. If I could redo things... I would absolutely uh, niche down in video and explore this more, especially if I were an up and coming service provider. I've already kind of carved out my area, but I don't know if I told you, Milan, some of my background was video and video production. Yeah. And so for a while there, I had resistance to it, but now it's a whole new ball game and it's fun. And I think Milan can help teach you more. So go check it out. Thanks for joining us today, Milan. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Emily. I greatly appreciate it. I hope you're feeling inspired. I hope you want to use video in your own business. And I hope from most of all that you learn that video is a skill. So go grab Milan's exercise, the three video exercise at milanmarketingandmedia.com slash unicorn. He made it just for us. And you can put these practices into place. A lot of our work as a digital marketing freelancer and assistant is being able to pool different ideas and concepts together in one marketing ecosystem. And video is a key component. So I hope after this episode, you're looking at strategic ways you can use video and incorporate it to help your clients truly stand out. Video is the fastest way to improve that no like trust factor. And Milan is giving you some great steps that will help your clients know what to say and show up. Remember the pause. Remember to not make it all about you and to ask the right question. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, could you please leave us a review, especially on Apple Podcast? I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Malan and I would love it if you tagged us or DM'd us and gave us any kind of feedback. Instagram stories are our favorite. And if you're listening to this and thinking, yes, I love to step up and be the indispensable unicorn. I want to incorporate marketing. I want to get better. I'm so serious about my business. Then I encourage you to apply for the digital marketing work group. We are accepting applications through December 15th, and then the membership is closing. We won't open again until later next year. This is a tight-knit membership community where we share job leads, advanced trainings, we have networking opportunities, but it's really the place where you lay out the steps to reach your freelancer goals. Everybody's vision is different. Everybody's after something different, but we're all doing similar work and we can support each other. We can cheer each other on. We can troubleshoot. We can encourage each other in sticky client situations and we can truly help each other progress 
and get to that dream where we're booked out at whatever capacity we decide where we're working with dream clients. You do that with a community that supports you, encourages you, and refers you. So apply with the link in the show notes. I'll see you next week. We're going to talk about lessons from 2022. Last year, this was one of my most downloaded episodes. So I hope you join us then. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Grab that. And I don't know what else I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Oh no, your, your mic changed. You sound like a little tiny person. Okay. Hold on. <laughs>